morning, church. Happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. He is risen. Let's see, let, let's try again. He is risen. Amen. So we're learning, we're learning. That's great. Well, what a blessed, what a blessed day. If you're here uh, for the first time with us, we are blessed that you have decided to come and worship with us this morning. I just want you to let, I want to let you know that we are here to help people find and follow Jesus, the one who rises from the dead, who conquered dead, and he's the, the power of the resurrection. It's a beautiful thing that you and I can experience every single day of our life. Resurrection Sunday is a beautiful day. Resurrection Sunday is a day when uh, we can remember and also we can experience the power of the resurrection. The power to rise Jesus from the dead. His resurrection that means so much. It's unexplainable. The power is so much, it's unexplainable. His resurrection was not like a- any other. Like It was not like Lazarus or the young girl that rides from the dead. Lazarus came out of the tomb and he died again. The girl rides from her bed. But both of them eventually died. Jesus, when he rides from the dead, he did not die again. He's still alive and he is alive forever and ever. So Jesus' resurrection was different. Because he conquered, he conquered death and didn't die again. The power of his resurrection was a point of conversation uh, during the early church. During, uh, during his time in prison, the Apostle Paul reflected on how he had lost everything. I remember when I was reading this passage and it was such, a, such an impact in my life because Paul, was uh, he realized how he lost everything, including his reputation. Paul lost his power. Paul lost his freedom for preaching the gospel of Christ. That gospel, the powerful gospel of resurrection. In Philippians chapter 3, uh, it, it says that he lost all these things, but he also concluded that everything he had lost was nothing in compared to what he had gained in Christ. And, and in verse 10, he says something very powerful that I, I love what he says in verse 10. When he says... I long to know Him. I'm eager. I desire to know Him. But it's not just to get to know Jesus. I'm not just eager, desire. I don't just long to get to know Jesus. But I want to get to know the power of His resurrection. Now notice one thing. The Pope was saying this while he was in jail. He was experiencing adversities. He was experiencing a tough time while he was in prison. And he was in prison for doing the right thing, not for doing the wrong thing. But when he was in prison doing this and realizing, uh, thinking about this, he says, what I want to know is I want to get to know Christ more and more. I'm eager. I long to get to know Him. But I want to experience the power of His resurrection. Resurrection is so powerful. That's what we celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate it every year, and, and it's, it's a big thing around the world. Uh, when Jesus was crucified in 33 AD, uh, there were only about 120 followers that were true and committed to his message. 120 that were in the upper room, and, and they were meeting in the upper room uh, today, 2,000 years later. 2.3 billion of people claim to be followers of Christ. From 120 to 2,000 
to 2.3 billion. And, and that's not counting the ones that through history have come to know Christ, have served Christ, have given their life for Christ. So the resurrection is powerful. There's nothing more powerful than the resurrection and how it transforms people's life. 2.3 billion today claim to be followers of Christ. That is, uh, let me put it to you in different words, that is one out of every three people in the world. Now and today, these days, they say they are followers of Jesus Christ. The Christian church is by far the largest organization on earth right now. Nothing else comes close to the size of the Christian church in the world. The church is bigger than, you know, it's bigger than China. It's bigger than China and Europe together. The church is bigger than China, Europe, and the United States put all together. Nothing is bigger on planet Earth than the church of Jesus Christ. How in the world did this happen? Why did Christianity spread so far and so fast? How did a band of 12 common fishermen, <coughs> an educated fishermen, by the way, expanded to 2.3 billion of people following Christ today? Simple answer, but powerful, is the power of the resurrection. His resurrection was different. The power of His resurrection changes everything. Changes life. Yes, the power of the resurrection can definitely change an individual's life. As long as you, you open your heart, God can do amazing things. By the same power that rise Christ from the dead, your life can change. Your family can change. A sinner can become alive and have a relationship from being an enemy of God, you can definitely become and have a relationship with God and become a son of God. He will adopt you into His family. That is the power that Paul was talking about when Paul was saying, I long to know Him. But I don't just want to get to know about Christ. I want to experience the power of His resurrection. And my question to each one of us this morning is, have you experienced the power of resurrection? Has your life been changed by that power that rise Christ from the dead? Has your life been changed? Has your family been changed? Has it impacted you, your family, your kids, the people around you, people at work? People that somehow they touch your life and you touch their life with your example. The power of His resurrection had a huge impact in humanity from all the way in history from the beginning. Nothing comes closer to the impact that the power of the resurrection has had. And uh, to the point that in, AD, in, in, you know, in year 33 after Christ, you know, uh, history has been changed by God. It's before Christ and after Christ. But most important is that the power of the resurrection has had a huge impact in the life of his disciples. The question is, why? Why did he have such a big impact in the life of his disciples? Why does he have an impact in the life of people today, nowadays? He had a huge impact. And, and, and I want us to answer two questions that I have. And, and by responding to these two questions this morning, we can have a better understanding of the power of the resurrection. 
the, the first question that I want us to, answer, to, to, to respond to is, what was the disciples' condition the day Christ died? What was their condition? And the second question we're going to answer after that is, how did the power of the resurrection change that condition? So what was their condition on Friday night? When Jesus died, when Jesus was apprehended on Thursday, and they take it on Friday night, and go into the whole horrible scenes of, of you know, being mistreated and dying for us. And the way He died for us, just like a criminal would. How did the power of the resurrection change what had happened on Friday? What was the disciples' condition the day Christ died? The, 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 the one thing that they were experiencing is fear. Fear. Does the world experience fear nowadays? So, so many people are afraid of things that only God has control of. Fear. All the disciples on Friday, all the disciples right away, they were scared for their lives. In Mark chapter 14, verse 50 says that, and they all left him and fled. They left him. When they, they, they apprehend Jesus, they everybody just they all ran away. On Friday, they abandoned Jesus because they were afraid. They feared. They were hiding because they were afraid of the consequences because they were followers of Jesus. And on Sunday, they were still hiding. Why? They were still hiding because of fear. You know, there's an interesting thing. Studies have proved how fear can paralyze people. A lot of times because of fear, we don't get to do things that we should be doing. We don't get to do things, we don't get to experience things that God wants us to experience so we can grow and learn in life. Because of fear, a lot of times we just, we just stay still and we, we, we'd rather go for the, uh, you know, be, be secure, be in a box, than to go out there and do the things that God wants you to do for your own life and for your family. Fear can definitely paralyze people. In John chapter 20, verse 18 and 19, it says that Mary Magdalene went to, his, uh, to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, she said. And, and she told them that he had said these things to her. So Jesus was talking to Mary Magdalene, and, and she was, he was having a conversation with her, and he told her a few things. And she goes right into the disciples, and as she runs to the disciples and tells his disciples, you know, this is what the Lord was telling me. I saw him. I talked to him. But they were so full of fear that they couldn't really listen. You know, there are a lot of people in the world that they might say they don't believe in God. And a lot of times, I, I strongly believe, it's not that they don't believe in God. They're afraid of starting a relationship with God. Because they don't want to be accountable to a God who tells us, how should we believe in our lives if we want to experience blessings in our lives? And in verse 19, it says that on that evening, on the, on the evening of the first day of the week, a day like today, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish leaders. They were fearing men. 
I'll tell you one thing. A lot of us might fear people, might fear, you know, what happens to us by somebody else's hand. But the Bible says that we should fear God. We should fear God who can decide, who will decide what to do with our soul, with our eternal life. On that evening, they were feared. They, 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 they were fearing the Jewish leaders. Again, fear was controlling them. Fear doesn't just paralyze you, but it also controls you. People that are controlled by fear are people who sometimes they can have a hard time going out of their houses. It's an amazing thing when these emotions, when feelings or emotions manipulate people. And you don't let the Holy Spirit, you don't let God, you don't let the power of the resurrection guide your life. But you let fear guide your life, control your life. And there's so many things that God would like for us to do, for us to enjoy. The Bible says in John chapter 10 that He gave us life to live life in abundance. That means to enjoy life. Fear was controlling the disciples. So, so that, that is our first answer to the first question. That there is a second thing that was happening here as a result of what was going on on Friday is that we're not believing. I'm believing. Luke chapter 24, verse 10, verse 10 and 11, it says that it was Mary Magdalene, jo- Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told the apostles. Now, in the first text, remember, it was Mary Magdalene only who came. Now, in this text, it says that it was more than one, just one woman. It was a few of them who came to the apostles and told them what was, you know, what they had witnessed. But they did not believe the woman. So, notice that once you're fear, you have fear and you're experiencing fear in your life, it doesn't just paralyze you. It doesn't just control you. But it makes you not believe what God has promised to you. So they were experiencing something so negative in their lives. They did not believe the woman. Do you know that the disciples did not believe and did not understand that Jesus was going to rise from the dead? They did not understand it. They couldn't understand it. They, they just had no idea what he was talking about when he told them a few times. He told them repeatedly. He said, I will rise from the dead. I will come back. They just didn't get it. And the Bible says clearly that they didn't understand it. And so therefore, they didn't believe. But the, the unbelief that they were experiencing here had a lot to do with fear. A lot of people... It's not that they don't want to believe in God, or they just they just don't believe there is a God. It's that they just they just experiencing fear in their lives, and they don't want to believe because again they don't want to be accountable to a God who will come and bring judgment to us because we ignore Him many times. They did not believe the woman because their words seem to uh, seem to them like nonsense. You know, this is not making any sense. No, it's just they didn't understand. So they were experiencing fear. They were experiencing unbelief. But also they were feeling, there was a feeling of failure. Have you ever, have you ever feel like you failed? I don't know you, but I have. So many times. Pastor, but you, you have been a pastor for 25 years, so what? I'm a human being. 
And as a human being, so many times we feel like, you know what, I can't believe I did that when I knew I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I thought I, thought I had those thoughts. Me? No way. And then, you know, you feel even embarrassed to come before the Lord and, and tell the Lord, Lord, you know, I, I just want to ask you for forgiveness for those thoughts that are going through my mind. And, you know, the, you know, whatever reactions I had for any situation, circumstances that I was experiencing in my life, they had a feeling of failure. And if, if you have ever feel... Uh, you know, that feeling of failure, you will understand specifically Peter. Peter, he was feeling like he was a failure. Remember what he did? He turned his back on the Lord. Right at the moment. You know, the, the Lord said, uh, you know, you guys, they'll take me from you guys. And, and you guys, you guys will be fine. I will come back in three days. And Peter said, no, no, Lord. And the Lord said, Peter, you will deny me. You will deny me. And Peter, the, the Bible says, in the original Greek, it says that Peter argued, strongly argued with Jesus. Saying, I will not do it, I will not do it, I will not do it. The first thing he said, when they asked him, you were one of them, he said, no I wasn't. He failed the Lord. He felt like a failure. Just like you and I sometimes feel if we're honest with ourselves. He had turned his back on the Lord. Now I ask you one thing. Do you ever turn your back on Christ? We do it all the time. We do it by our, by our behavior all the time. He didn't just turn his back on the Lord. He broke his promise. He said, I will not deny you. The first thing he did was deny Christ. So he, he didn't just turn his back on him. He broke his promise. Have you ever broken the promise? Lord, please, if you do this for me, I promise I will be every Sunday at church. <laughs> I expect every one of you to be here Sunday next, next to be in church next week. That's what we do. And we promise and we promise and we promise God and we keep on failing and breaking in our promises. We break our promises all the time. And here's Peter saying, you know, not just turning his back on him, breaking his promise, but he denied him. And can you imagine, if you, if you were to take Peter's position, you're denying him. He told you you were going to do it. And you kept on saying, no, I will not do it. And at the moment that you're denying him for the third time, this is what happened in Luke chapter 22, verse 61. It, it says, Luke says that the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine? You just said, no, I don't know this man. And he even cursed. Peter was cursing so they can believe. I wonder how many things we do sometimes to try to be part of, to belong into a crowd, right? And, and then the Lord at that moment, the Lord looked at Peter straight into his eyes. You know what, what Peter's reaction was? His reaction, that it said that then Peter remembered the word of the Lord the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crows today, you will this only three times. See what Peter did? He went outside and wept bitterly. Peter was destroyed because of his failures. 
How has your failures affect your life? I know how they have affected my life. Because when we fail, we feel that we're, we, we feel like we're done. That's it for us. We feel like we feel lonely. We experience sadness. We experience depression. We, 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 we get depressed. Peter, Peter knew he had failed so bad that Peter went out and cried uncontrollably. Deep sadness. He was, he was sad. And it's important for us to think that if we were living on Friday all of our lives, we will be, we will be full of fear. We will be living in an unbelief. And we will be living in a, with a sense of failure. The beautiful thing about the power of the resurrection is that the power of the resurrection can change all this emotions, feelings and negativity that we go over in life. How did the power of the resurrection change the fear, the unbelief, the sense of failure? And I'm going to tell you one thing. God is a God of second chances. No matter how many times you fail, God's going to be there. God's always going to be there to give you a second chance. A lot of times we as human beings, we don't want to give people a second chance. We're done. The first, the first, the, the, the first time you fail me, we're done. But that's not God. The power of the resurrection is a power of forgiveness. It's a power that will give you second chances. God, Jesus didn't just forgive Peter when he appeared to them. He forgave Peter. He knew Peter was going to fail from before. He forgave Peter. But besides forgiving Peter, Jesus also gave him a second chance. One thing is to be forgiven. Another thing is to give a second chance. And that is, oh, that can only happen... Because of the power of the resurrection. Even when you forgive other people, if anybody has failed you, you can only forgive people by the power of the resurrection acting in your life. And if you have been forgiven with that power of the resurrection, you should forgive others. And you should love others like you love yourself. You should love the Lord your God. Because of the power of the resurrection. How did the power of the resurrection change that condition? The power of the resurrection conquered fear. And changed it to joy. Change it for joy. John chapter 20, the same verse where, where, where we were reading before where it says that the Jewish leaders, they were, they were fearing uh, because of the Jewish leaders. It says right there, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Notice that they were afraid. For the, the, their fear of the Jewish leaders was dead in their hearts. But once Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. So your fear can definitely change to joy. The question is, would you make that decision? Would you make that decision to acknowledge Christ is with you? 
Christ is in the room with you because he's alive because he rises from the dead he's alive and he is with you the question is are you going to make the choice of acknowledging Christ in your life he says that they were full of joy they were, they were not, not afraid anymore as a matter of fact a lot changed after that and we'll go a little bit more into that in a minute but their faith they were faithless and their unbelief was no more they were not they, they were believing now their faithless was no more John chapter 20 verse 26 and 28 it says that 8 days later the disciples were together again and this time Thomas was with them the doors were locked but suddenly as before Jesus was standing among them peace be with you he said then he said to Thomas put your finger here and look at my hands put your hand into the womb in my side don't be faithless don't be faithless so in other words believe Believe that I can change that fear to joy. Believe that I can change things in life. Believe that I can change situations, circumstances. I can change things that are hurting you in your life. Because a lot of times what's hurting us in our lives, it's the result of our own bad decisions. So many times we, we want to blame God for what we go through. And I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing to blame God about. We make choices. We make the decisions. And then we're asking God to get us out of it. How does that make any sense? Well, when we make those choices, but God is willing to say, believe and you will change. Believe and things will be different. That's how a lot of times, that's why a lot of times, individuals' lives don't change. That's why a lot of times, family problems don't change. Because we just don't believe. And if we believe, we should act as people that believe in the promises of God. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And Thomas responded, my Lord, my God, Thomas explained. They took courage. So they were not afraid anymore. They were not fearing anymore. They took courage. There are moments in life... My friends, that it is required of you to take courage. There are moments in life where it's required of you to take courage. You, you, know, you know how much courage they took after the power of the resurrection, after they experienced the power of the resurrection? Acts chapter 4 verse 31 and 33 says that after they prayed, they, that the place where they were meeting was shaken. A prayer is a powerful thing. That the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know how is it that nowadays we're 2.3 billion Christians? Because of the power of the resurrection that changes lives. And if there is anything in your life even as a believer, that needs change. The power of the resurrection can do it. I mean, don't tell me believers don't struggle. Because we do. And the power of the resurrection can change that struggle in you. The question is, are you open and willing to let God work in you? 
That is the question. Because he wants to do it. The question is, do you want to let him work in your life? God is not going to force himself in. He's going to wait for you to respond to his love, to his call, to the opportunity, to the opportunity, to the second chance he's giving you. Fear had not power over them. Their unbelief was no, not, not a question anymore. And it's because the power of the resurrection, you know, the power of the resurrection, the, the, the most beautiful thing that the power of the resurrection did here for Peter, is that the power of the resurrection forgave Peter of his failure. I don't know about you, but if I fail, I want to be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. And the power of the resurrection says that Christ is just and faithful to forgive you of your sins if you ask Him to forgive you. So, it's not a question of will He forgive you? It's a question of will you ask for forgiveness? Would you open your heart for Him to work and transform your life by the power of the resurrection. He forgave Peter of his failure, his bad decision, and give him another opportunity. God is a God of second chances. You know, when, when we go to John chapter 21, um, Jesus appeared again to the disciples. And when he appeared again to the disciples, they were trying to fish, and, and they, were, they were trying there. As a matter of fact, Peter told the rest of the disciples, you know what? Yeah, Jesus appeared to us. I know He forgave me. But in this occasion, in chapter 21 of John, it was not a matter of, did Jesus forgive you? No, Jesus had forgiven him, and He knew He was forgiven. But all He did is, He said, you know what? Yeah, He forgave me. But He had not experienced the second chance yet. So He was forgiven, but He had not taken that second chance that God was offering Him. So, as he was there with all the other disciples, he just said, you know what, I'm going fishing. He had lost the purpose that God had called him for. And many of us, we are lost without a purpose. We don't know exactly why are we here. Why do we even exist? What are we doing here on this earth? What is the purpose God has for my life, for my life, for my family, for my future, for my service to Christ? What is His purpose? Peter had lost it completely. And he said, you know what, I'm just going to go do what I used to do. He took off his clothes, he, he, he got on the boat and he went, and the other disciples went with him. And he was trying to do things by his own efforts. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried to do things on your own? And, you, and, and, and you're going and you're going and, and it seems like you're going in circles and in circles. And it's like, man, when is this going to stop? Is this seriously going to stop some, someday? Why do I feel like I'm not advancing in life? I'm not moving forward. I'm not moving ahead. And all night they were trying on their own. Their own efforts did not take them anywhere. Until they saw the Lord. John 21 says that they saw the Lord on the shore. And Jesus said, hey, do you guys have any fish? And they said, no, we don't. 
but they have been there all night trying to make it on their own so try to make it on your own you're going to get nowhere I promise you the power of the resurrection is going to get you there so Jesus said don't worry just throw the net to the other side so they did and when they did they said they pulled out so much fish that they, they couldn't even they couldn't even pull it all out and then John told uh, John told Peter hey it's the Lord it's the Lord and Peter you know what Peter did he, he just got dressed again jumped in the water and, and, and the Bible says that they were not too far from shore but jumped in the water and said he couldn't wait to go see Jesus to go, to, to go see the risen Jesus he couldn't wait to go and say, Lord, I know this is a way you're telling me I just not have been, I've only, not only been forgiven, but now you're giving me a second chance. And Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I love you. Do you love me more than this? You know, Lord, I love you. You know what Jesus was trying to communicate to Peter with that? Because he, he knew he had already been forgiven. But what Jesus was trying to communicate, Peter, is go and take care of my people. And he asked them three times. What Jesus was trying to tell Peter is I'm giving you a second chance, Peter. I'm giving you a second chance by the power of the resurrection. I'm giving you a second chance. Have you ever said yes to a second chance God gives you? What have you done with the second chances God gave you? Every morning when you wake up, God is giving you a second chance. God is giving you a second chance. God is giving you a chance to, to, to get rid of that fear that you have in your life. And a lot of times we, especially we men, we think we're tough. I was talking to a young man the other day and said, I don't take no BS from nobody. And I'm like, kid, you have no idea. <laughs> Talking about a 15 year old kid. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, we think we're tough. We don't need no second chances. No, we do. We do because our eternal life depends on it. Your family depends on it. Your kids depend on it. And the second chance God's giving you is because He loves you. Same way he was giving the second chance to Peter. Peter took courage. You, you know what, what? You know what happened to Peter? He took courage and regained the purpose for his life. You, you know who preached the first sermon after that? The one that the person who preached the first sermon of the church. His name was Peter. Preached the first sermon. He took courage. God had given me a second chance. I'm going to do what's right. He went and preached the first sermon. And 5,000 people came to know Christ. Not counting many, many women and kids. Only a man. People came to know the Lord. He understood. Well, God was giving, that God was giving him a second chance and what the purpose for his life was. There was no, there's no power in the world like the power of the resurrected Christ. There's no power in the world like the power that rise 
Christ from the dead. Power that can change lives. What are you afraid of? And do you even acknowledge you're, you're afraid of something? We're all afraid of something. Believe me, I know. We're all afraid of something. We might not want to show it. You know, the toughest the guy, the more I realize how soft in their heart we are. What are we afraid of? Why are we afraid of giving our lives to Jesus? Because that's our fear sometimes. We're so afraid of giving our life to Jesus. You know what? Because it takes courage to be a Christian. It takes courage to accept the blood that was shed for my sins in that cross. Because the scripture says that once I accept and I receive the sacrifice that Jesus made for me in Calvary, now I am called to live my life not for myself, but for Him to die who died for me. How many times have you failed? God is willing and ready to forgive us. Are you willing and ready to ask for His power? The power of the resurrection is a beautiful and amazing thing. If you experience that in your life, God is making the call. It's up to you what you do with it. Our Father in Heaven, we want to thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day, for this beautiful time. It is a humbling experience, Lord, to be able to stand out here, to be able to stand in front of our church. And preach the word. When we have failed so many times, but we have experienced those second chances. <coughs> By the sacrifice that was made in Calvary. And by the power to rise you from the dead, we have given you our lives to you, Lord. And I pray this morning, Father, that if there is anybody in this place who hasn't accepted that second chance, I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will help them think and meditate on the fact that there are second chances right now. But tomorrow, we don't know if tomorrow will be here. We pray, Lord, that we will take advantage of the second chances you're giving us. That you can give us joy instead of Serve our families. That we will serve our kids, our wives.
because of the power of the resurrection.
throughout the week ahead of you the empty grave. May you go into your week empowered because the same power that resurrected Jesus is the same power that enables you this week to experience faith instead of unbelief and joy instead of fear, forgiveness instead of failure. So go into your week confident of the power of the resurrection in your life, in your family, in the week ahead. Go into your week confident that He is risen. Oh, that's so weak. He is risen. There you go. Go into your week confident. Life has changed. Life is different. Because our Savior, King Jesus, is alive. Go confident of that this week. Amen. Amen.